Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Are The Valleys. I'm excited for today's episode, y'all. I'm not even gonna lie because God has really been taking me through some things where I've just really been getting my life together. You know what I'm saying? Like I told y'all a couple weeks ago that I was getting refreshed in the spirit and all the things and this week God really like snatched me up about spending time with him because I really haven't been like for real, for real, y'all. Like no lie. So this is what happened, because, you know, I always got to give y'all a recap of my week a little bit. So essentially, God had basically got on to me about the fact that I really haven't been spending time with him and that I've really been neglecting him. And he's been really letting it slide because I just haven't been feeling like, you know, all my stuff for real, for real. But he was like, all right, you don't got your refresh. You don't got a pep in your step. You don't got back in the gym. You don't na 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 where my hug at, you know, <laughs> like God is really like, girl, like I don't spend all this time being patient with you, being merciful, being faithful, and you are nowhere to be found. So I had to tap in with him and whew, he gave us a good little message for a uh, Bible study this week. We were talking about that as well, where we were talking about the difference between like doing things for God and doing things with God. Um, and then also like spending your time, not in activity for God, but in actual presence with God, like that shows up different. So the scripture that we tapped into this week was Luke 10 38. And we started off talking about the story of Martha, Mary, and Jesus. And so essentially Martha seen Jesus and his homies rolling down the street, right? And so she was like, oh my gosh, come spend it, come spend a night with us. Like, you know, it was Jewish custom at the time for people to like invite you into their home. Like it's hospitality is a thing. So Jesus is like, all right, bet I'm gonna come inside. So he goes inside with them and Mary is just like sitting at Jesus's feet. Like she's just big chilling with Jesus and just listening to what he's talking about. And Martha, on the other hand, is in the kitchen. Like she's doing all kinds of stuff, trying to like prepare like dinner or whatever she was trying to do. And Jesus basically, uh, she walked over to Jesus. Martha walked over to Jesus and was like, Jesus, don't you see that my sister isn't doing anything? Like she is not even helping me. Tell her to help me. And Jesus was like, whoa, <laughs> baby girl, you worry and upset about many things when really only one thing matters. Like Mary has chosen the better of the two options. And that really, really hit me because first of all, God pointed me directly to that passage to share with the women on the Bible study and also to talk about on here. Um, so of course it was hitting. But it really hit me because I felt like I was doing things for God. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm praying, I'm trying to fast, I'm reading my word, blah, blah, blah. But I just really didn't have that intimate connection with him that I used to have. And so I started thinking about how back in the day, like a couple months ago, I was just so on fire for God. Like I was just so, so on fire, like all the time. And I used to spend quiet time with him, which I'll explain a little bit more later. But I used to spend quiet time with him multiple times a week. And now it's like here and there, maybe every other month, like it started falling off for real, for real. And so what touched me about that was I really felt like I could really relate to Martha in this season, but in the previous season, I was Mary. And I realized looking back, I was so much happier as Mary than as I am currently as Martha. I was happier, even though my circumstances really haven't changed very much. Like life has been kind of consistent. Um, but 
essentially because I was spending so much time at God's feet, because I was spending so much time with God in his presence, talking to him constantly, making room to listen to him, because we're going to get into that in a second, because I was making so much time for him. I had the peace that surpasses all understanding. I had the joy of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like I really was happy. I was glowing. Like I had this, this, comfort that really couldn't be taken away from me by anything going on. I was not worried. I was not anxious. I was not upset about many things at all. And so God just really showed me that Mary and Martha, for me, metaphorically, were not two separate people, but me in two separate places and two two separate seasons of my life, where one of them, I was really placing God's presence as the main thing. But In this season or in this realm that I'm just getting out of, I was placing my emphasis on God's presence. You get what I'm saying? Like his gifts, like what he could do for me. And that's crazy, like how he just showed me that. Because I think a lot of us get caught up in like what God can do for us as opposed to like actually spending time with him. And that's what he wants. Like at the end of the day, God wants us to spend time with him. You know what I'm saying? So it was just such a revelation for me because I really did feel like Martha because one of the things that she said in the passage was like, oh, I feel like I'm doing all these things by myself. And God really showed me like, you don't have to do nothing by yourself. When you feel like you are constantly in a position where you are only doing things by yourself, you're exhausted, you're working, you're looking at other people, they look like they're resting and you feel like you're just grinding so hard, but you're not really getting anywhere. It's because you're not spending time at the Lord's feet. It's because you're not spending time in his presence. It's because you're out of position. And it just really spoke to me. Like it really, really spoke to me. So I just really had to get my life together, get myself together. And I really spent some time with him, um, earlier and just, you know, got some things, but y'all being connected to the source is of utmost importance. If you truly believe that God is the source of love, God is the source of, um, provision. God is the source of peace. God is the source of joy. Why is it that we keep looking for these things in other places? Why is it that we keep looking for to his creations? To do what only the creator can do. Why is it I keep calling my friends to get advice about this and that and and God's direction of my life instead of going to God? It's crazy. Like we really sit here and substitute the cheap byproducts. The cheap byproducts. It's literally the results of God's hand. From day one, let there be light. (laughs) From day one, y'all, it's results from day one that are still in motion today. And we look into the, to the, to the effects, the after effects and not looking to the cause. And that's ridiculous. It's completely out of order. It's completely out of line. And so God just really put that in my spirit. And so one of the things that I had said with the girls on Bible study after I had said, I was like, Ooh, that was the Holy spirit. Cause that was a bar. I was like, if you, <laughs> when you are not connected to the source, when you are not connected to the source, don't be confused when you start to glitch. If you are not connected to the source, don't be confused when you start to glitch. Don't be confused when the lights go out. Don't be confused when it starts getting dark. You done unplugged yourself from the source and you're wondering why you feel like all of a sudden life is just so bleak, so dim, so dark. You can't seem to find no light, no joy, no peace, no comfort, no nothing. You done disconnected from the source. You out of alignment. You out of alignment. 
duh like y'all it's just it's so clear like it's just so clear to me now and I feel like sometimes at least with me in my walk it's just been like man God would really bring me through something and then show me myself and I'd be so disgusted every time because we just do God so crazy like we do God so so crazy for no reason at all like zero like he is continuously so faithful and I feel like God is continuously in this season because I told y'all well, I don't know if I told y'all, but I really became saved, saved like last year. Like I've always believed in God. I've always been a Christian, but I've never really been active in my faith. You know what I'm saying? Reading my word, trying to do this, trying to do that. Haven't really ever did that. The most I've done is gone to church for real, for real. And so during this time, God has really showed me like why he says what he says about himself. You know what I mean? Like he says that he's a provider in his word, but I was kind of just taking that as like just Bible, you know, I wasn't taking that as real life until he took me through a season where the only thing that I had provided for me was the grace of God. Like, I really don't even know how I made it through that season. I know that God's a healer when I got in a car accident and I couldn't walk across my graduation stage and this, that, and the third. And I literally see him heal me. You know what I'm saying? I know that he is a comforter because of how many times I felt like depressed or brokenhearted or this and that and literally only had him to lean on and he has really lifted me up or he has sent somebody else to lift me up. Like I know God is, is these things because I have literally walked through it with him. And so one of the things that I've recently learned from um, this past week and this past season is that God is faithful. And what I mean by that is like, God really does not leave you when you should be left, like by human standards. Because let me think about it this way, right? If I'm doing for you, right? I'm putting food on your table. I'm putting clothes on your back. I'm, um, you know, responsible for all the connections that you have. I'm responsible for all the opportunities you have. I'm responsible for the gifts and talents that you have. I put you in singing classes. I put you in dancing classes. And that's why you can da da da. You get what I'm saying? I did everything for you. Everything that you have is because of me. I breathed life into you and you turn around and act like you don't know me. You don't want to spend any time with me. You act like it's a chore to hang out with me. Do you know how quick I would be up out of there? Do you know how quick I would be gone? Like you would never hear from me again. That is so unhealthy. And that's how, that's how we treat God. Let me not even talk about y'all. That's how I was treating God. Y'all like he do for me. Like he really do. He do for me, okay? And I'm just sitting here acting like coming to talk to him for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes is too much. It's an inconvenience in my day. It's ruining my day. I could be out with my friends. Da, da, da. Girl, you would have had no friends. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, God is just so freaking faithful. And he really sit here. He is like the most loyal out of everybody, like. For real, for real. Like, he is so good to the fact that he will really sit here and let you treat him crazy and still love you unconditionally, still bless you, still keep you, still provide for you, still wake you up in the morning. Hello, somebody? Like, is this mic on? Like, come on, y'all. Like, God is just way too good for us to be doing him the way that we be doing him, but we still do him like that. And he still lets us do him like that. And it's like, yeah, you know, grace and mercy runs out at a certain point, but he is just so patient that it's like, it takes so much to get out of God's grace. Like it takes, you, you really can't like you low key can't like even the Israelites who were dead for real slapping God in the face, left and right, every chance they got, he still made them as numerous as the sand 
on the beach. You know what I'm saying? Like he still is blessing them. The Jewish community to this day is still blessed. What the folks be having? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, gosh, like God has really been teaching me how faithful he is in this season by allowing me to just show not only him, but show myself like how ugly we can be, like how unfaithful, how unloyal we can be. And it really makes me appreciate God so much more because it's like in light of who I am, in light of how I am, I can see that he is so much better. Like he is so good, so gracious, so merciful, so faithful. Like, man, it's kind of crazy to think about that because I don't know. Sometimes I just don't think about like how faithful God is. Like it's, it's sometimes hard for me to wrap my head around, but it's in instances like these where I give God an opportunity to reject me. Literally is what I did. I gave God an opportunity to hit me back after I hit him. I gave God an opportunity to not forgive me. I gave God an opportunity to forsake me and he didn't. You get what I'm saying? Do y'all know how hard that hits? Huh? Y'all. Mm. Mm. So God wanted me to come on here and tell y'all. <laughs> he told me to tell you that you need to spend more time with him. Not just because he's asking you, but because like it's the very least that you can do. You know what I'm saying? Like the very, very least that you can do. Imagine this. Think about this. Think about this. We don't think about this in human terms where it's like, oh, somebody died for me. So let's say I went, you was finna get shot, right? And you were supposed to get shot. Like you really was wilding. You on death row. You really did something to earn it. And I took that for you. Wouldn't you spend the rest of your life? I would be in your bio. You would have me on a t-shirt. You would have vigils for me every year on my birthday and on the day of my death. You get what I'm saying? Like you would be going so hard for me. I know people that died in high school about 10 years ago and folks are still celebrating their birthdays to this day. Folks are still going hard for them. Oh, this is what you would have wanted. It's some folks in Clayton County that still put on for folks that died eight years ago. Like literally. <laughs> and it's like, man, we don't do that for God. We don't go that hard, bro. We do not go that hard. And it's like crazy because that's what he deserves. That's the least we can do. The least we can do is sit down with him and chop it up. And what's crazy is it's something in it for us every time. Like it's something in it for us every time. Like it's not like you just going to sit down, chopping it up with your homeboy. You're going to let him run his mouth for a little bit and then you bounce. Nah, like. God actually has insight into your life. Like God actually has the keys to where you're going. God actually can tell you where to go, how to move. Da, da, da. Strategy comes from God. Insight comes from God. Vision comes from God. So it's not even like you sitting there chopping it up with somebody that ain't got nothing to give you every time you leave with something. How about the fact that, okay, even if he's not sitting here giving you business strategy, giving you this and that, which by the way, he has actually given me business ideas, strategy, all that when I sit down and talk to him. He also gives me peace, joy, comfort. When I leave from spending time with God, I feel like refreshed. I feel renewed. I feel energetic. I'm not tired. You get what I'm saying? Like it's literally a refreshing, strategizing, revival, all of that. Like imagine if you could go to somebody and get all of that in one place. And you can like, <laughs> we really playing games. Like this is not like, the cheat code, like this is real deal, the cheat code, y'all. Like this is the cheat code and we missing it every time. Like we are literally walking past the the key 
to the kingdom. We are walking past the key to everything that we need. That love that you're looking for in somebody else, that peace that you're looking for in candles and spa time and facials. And all. You can literally get that from God. Like the relief from your anxiety that you're looking for, you can get that from God. Like y'all spending time with God is not just about duty or routine, but it's genuinely about being with somebody who genuinely deserves your time more than anything else in the world. Like anything else. And the thing is when you prioritize God first, you will never, ever be disappointed. You will never, ever regret it. You will never regret it. You can regret hanging out with so-and-so. You can regret spending your time on TikTok. You can regret doing this, that. You will never regret spending your time with God, ever. I want you to do it. And if you regret it, you can let me know personally. Money back guaranteed. Because, y'all, like, it's not a joke. It's not a game. It's not a game. And so what I want to talk about now is, like, how you can spend time with God. Because I know people are like, okay, Jasmine, that's all well and good. Like, sounds great. You talking good game. But, like, what does that actually look like? So, I'm just going to preface this first of all by saying this looks different for everyone. Everybody's time with God is not going to look the same. Um, I My first piece of advice is to lean into your natural inclinations, okay? So for me, I'm naturally a Bible nerd. Like, I love reading the Bible. I feel at peace with it. I think it's funny and entertaining. Like, it's cool to me. I could read the Bible for some time. But when it comes to praying... Unless I'm interceding for somebody else, my prayer is going to be about 45 seconds on a good day before I get sidetracked. But I have other friends who can pray for hours and like they in it. You get what I'm saying? I know some people that are musically inclined and they are all about worship, like all about worship. Cool. Like stick to what's good for you when you're starting out. Okay. Stick to what works for you and use that time to go into your quiet time. So what quiet time looks like for me is like, all right, cool. I'll put on like one, two worship songs. I'm not like a huge worshiper. And then I will just literally like thank God for who he is, what he does. Because if your worship does not lead you to Thanksgiving, you worship him wrong. But um, give God thanks for who he is and what he's done and what he has already given me and everything that he will do. And then I just sit in silence. Now, if you know me, it is really hard to get me to stop talking for more than 45 seconds. <laughs> and that happens internally as well. But it's just something about when you worship your way into that quiet time where your mind really gets clear. You know what I'm saying? And so I know for a lot of us, a lot of people struggle with anxiety or overthinking or just an overactive brain. Um, and so I really want to encourage you to worship your way into that. Okay. When you get to a place in your worship where you're like, oh, okay, I'm good. Like for me personally, that's after I'm done crying, that's when I know like, all right, I can go into my quiet time now. I'm going to cry every time about some worship music, period. But, um, after that point, go into your quiet time and just sit. So I have a notebook. I would suggest that you get a journal. I literally got my notebook from Dollar Tree. It was a dollar and twenty-five cents. Y'all know they went up on the price, inflation, whatever. But um, it was a dollar twenty-five, and I literally just write in that notebook whatever comes to mind. Like whatever comes to your mind, write it down. Now, if you have been in the church for a while, you know what conviction is. But that's basically like this feeling, like, hmm, how can, how can I describe conviction? It's like a mm. That's all I can. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not the most saintly of saints where I can explain what the feeling of conviction is like. But it just makes me want to say mm, every time, either in a way where it's like, dang, I got to get better or ooh, that was for me. 
You know what I'm saying? And so when you're writing down, sometimes certain things that you're writing down will give you that, mm, lean into that, okay? That's your spirit telling you that this is what God is saying to you. Now, sometimes you go write stuff down and it's just you thinking, blah, blah, blah. And it's not necessarily a bad thing because when you get your mind to a quiet state, you can finally think clearly. And sometimes what you're writing down is actually like good stuff. You just haven't had time to sit and think about it. But that conviction stuff, when that start happening, lean into that because that's God trying to tell you something, y'all. Like I've literally got so many ideas just from being in quiet time. Like God is crazy with the quiet time all right so yeah just do that if you got to work your way up you can't sit in the quiet for too long that's fine if you can only do it for five minutes if you can only do it for 10 minutes like that's cool but take the time that you need when you feel like there's nothing left to say when you feel like it's done just let it be done and that's it like you can pray and be like all right thanks and dip out you know what i'm saying another thing that you could possibly do is bring an agenda I've heard it said before that somebody views it as like a business meeting with God. And so she'll literally bring an agenda of topics that she wants to talk to God about. Like, okay, I want to talk about my healing for this. I want to talk about what job I should be taking next. I want to be talking about who I should be dating. I want to talk about blah, blah, blah. And just write open-ended questions or just write the topic out. And then just sit and listen. It's that simple. Sit and listen and let the answers come. And that's it. Like, that is literally it, guys. But that's how I personally spend my quiet time. Yours could possibly look different. It probably will look different because we all have our unique relationship with God and we were all created in different ways. But that's a great starting point for you. I do hope that y'all would take this note to heart. I hope that y'all got that mm, feeling. I hope that y'all got that because that's what leads to change a lot of times and that transformation. But yeah, y'all. I hope y'all got something from today. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Leave a rating, review. Hit me up on Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge. And fun fact, I was actually live recording this podcast episode. So if you follow me on Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge, I may be doing these a little bit more often depending on how I'm feeling. So yeah, I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet, y'all. But for now, these are the valleys. Bye.